<laughs> I'd had enough of that for 24 hours to, to save me for the rest of the summer. Um, but what we heard back there, obviously the National Association of Realtors, um, it's really interesting. Lawrence Zoon is the chief economist for NAR, the National Association. We heard from him. We're going to talk about what he feels is up for 2020 um, and compare that locally. Um, we heard from incoming president um, elect Vince Malta, who's from California. He's from San Francisco. And um, always nice to see friendly faces that we've seen around California attending our meetings as well. But um, his outlook on, on membership and things like that and, and all of it, halfway membership, and then obviously the rest of the consumers and what we're doing for consumers, consumer advocacy, um, the outreach that we do via commercials, radio, um, what National's doing uh, in kind of conjunction with the state and us locally here. What we have, and what I, my takeaway from that meeting is that you have some Wall Street mega giants that are just putting big time money into re reinventing the real estate model, how homes are bought and sold. But you can't get away from the fact that these big mega corporations are profit first, people second. Um, it, it's all about the bottom line. It's not about the service that the traditional style of real estate can offer a one on one experience. Uh, and that that is so important. Um, and then, you know, real estate is like the weather. It could be raining in Chicago in 105 out here in Fresno. I think it was. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, it was a true example. But So real estate's that way, too. It's um, Our market here mm -hmm. in California is still going very strong. And it was interesting because you go there and we meet folks from different parts of the country. So we we sat down, uh, turn around, there's two women from Texas and tell them we're from Fresno, California. We have more people moving out from y'all <laughs> over here from over where y'all live. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's uh, a, nice. That's almost what they accent, said. I think yeah. I can't remember. It's, we just wanted to hear them keep talking because y'all and, um, but where were they? They were from Granbury, Texas. Granbury, Texas. Right. Um, uh, that's about, she uh, said a couple hours south, say of south of Dallas, Fort Worth. Correct. Area. So mm -hmm. roughly that's where it was. Beautiful lake. I think the population there's 6,500 from what I remember. But um, we're going to have those two ladies on because it's always nice when you do your your trip around the real estate market, whether it be nationally or within California. But, um, you know, of course, I pull up Realtor.com on the, on the iPad before we get going with our conference, and I found a lake house there. And it was like 500000 and I said, oh, well, this is pretty nice. Look, you know, just picking a home that you see on the water, expecting it to be a lot more. And I said, well... What kind of critters do we have out there and on this house, at this house? She said, no crocodiles. I said, no, we do have snakes. And I said, oh, enough said. Non-poisonous <laughs> snakes, but I forgot the the specific snake, but um, I'm not going to go for that one. Yeah, but you know they say about <laughs> California, we got earthquakes yeah, here. And the the comeback was, well, I heard you guys go, y'all are going to be crack, cracking off the edge of California soon. I said, okay, well. She did say Texas has a lot of snakes. That's right. So, anyhow, so uh, getting information 
about your local market is important. And pricing is so different. Uh, here's an example I used about a month ago uh, because we realtors have the ability to refer to other realtors around the, mm-hmm. the country. In fact, if you're moving to Granbury, I think we've got a Granbury, Texas. We've got a couple of good people there <laughs> yeah. for you. But um, I, at one point in time, about a month ago, I had three transactions going. Two of them were referrals around the country. But there was a two-bedroom, one-bath here in Fresno, about 1,000 square feet, going for $150,000. We, I had another one. It was a referral to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Two-bedroom, one-bath, right about 1,000 square feet, $70,000. Mm-hmm. That one closed, by the way, already. Then I have another one going that's in escrow already, so it must have been priced pretty well because it, it went into escrow within a week, but um, a two-bedroom, one-bath, 900 square feet in Los Angeles, 495000 Oh, it's all it's all local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you listen to, to national news, national statistics, how do you make up that kind of a spread? Yeah. You know, we're used to our we're used to our market. Um, you know, the statistics this summer, you tell me, Mr. Realtor, I just I just run these and, and self diagnose them myself. We do Fresno Clovis, um, and that's how we keep things consistent. Um but this summer has been very consistent. Um kind of a flat pattern. There's been a couple peaks or highs and lows, but not off a lot. Um, it was interesting to read the last set of stats. Um, there's, the listings are about the same for Fresno Clovis is 1.8. It's been 1.8 for three months. Um, sales were that's the month supply of inventory. Correct. Sorry okay. about that. Yes, you know that month month supply. Yeah, um, and the and the the thing for the typical listener consumer mm-hmm. to understand about 1.8, 2.1 is not what that what it means but it's a consistent measurement so uh, when you 1.8 means that if ever if there were no new listings it would at the current rate of absorption or mm-hmm. sales it would take 1.8 months to go to zero yeah and there's no sense of urgency really um going back to the beginning of the year because you just come off the holiday season 3.1 Big deal. You know, it's kind of a, a consistent thing you might see year to year during that time. Yeah. It, it, and so to put it in perspective, um, 10 years ago, we were around 17 months. Mm-hmm. There were so many homes available. And uh, a big difference between now and them, now and then, Yeah. back then, there was so much building going on um, that uh national builders were coming into the central valley and putting up these huge subdivisions and then when they they quit they bail out and all of a sudden there'd be 50 homes vacant so that was 50 homes for people to buy in one subdivision you don't see that anymore yeah. the, and the main reason why is there's been so many restrictions on building mm-hmm. and by restrictions i mean new legislation, new rules, uh, new building codes, and new fees. I think the new fees is the big one. 
that you just don't see a lot of building. You might see it if you go out to the east side of Clovis and Fresno, right. um, or or you go up north to Madera County now. But for the whole state of California, that's the the building area. And people are certainly moving that way. Yeah. Um, and I mean the they've got their own little um, city out there now to develop it. Um, fire, they've got a school. Um, and you see different developments now doing little amphitheaters just for the families moving in. And, and and I do think that's good planning. I do think that's good planning because people don't have to drive all the way from Avenue 15 and 41 into River Park to to buy groceries. True. They're they're gonna they have their own facilities there. Yes. All right, Don. We're gonna take a break. I'm gonna get resituated here on Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard Lozano this morning. I almost had stood up. (laughs) I didn't know if that was for us or the next commercial coming back, but uh, it's about that time. Go dogs. Yeah. Go, go your favorite NFL team. I won't be specific, but we have a conflict over here already with teams and hats that people are wearing today. But um, fall's here. The fog's coming. It's cooler weather. But I sure like this weather here today, too. You're inside the air-conditioned room. That's why I like oh. this weather here today. But it's uh, it's been nice. Could be worse. Could be better. I always love but football I always appreciate season. it. Yeah, yeah. That's because it gets into October when the Dodgers are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how I didn't take any bait on that one. Let's talk listing strategies. We talked about the uh, inventory currently. Um, you know, I there's a lot of activity around town. You see signs, and then you don't see them anymore. They're, things are moving briskly. But let's talk. Folks considering listing their home, they probably have their own strategies because of television, because of the Internet. You can read everything. Um, the TV shows make it a little bit seem so easy. But, you know, personally, when, when we sold, you know, you have your own thoughts about your own home because it's personal. You've been there. Your house is always worth more than you think. So in steps Mr. or Miss Realtor, talk to me. Well, first of all, a listing strategy changes every few months because your realtor needs to be in touch with the market. Mm-hmm. And to be in touch, that means things do change. Um, and sure, we've had, like I think in 2017, 2018, we had a very consistently um, active market. So maybe it didn't change too much there. But then this winter, interest rates went up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a little. Well, there was some government lay, uh, or this government shutdown. Yeah, that put a little fear into the consumer confidence. So it slowed down, and therefore we had to change our uh, listing strategies. And but but I'll give some general ones here. We realtors had to do so. We realtors, yeah, because the consumers were giving you the feedback 
I see this, I hear about this, and present you with different, um, I don't know, different uh, sources of information that you have to, in turn, get back to the client mm-hmm. and talk them through whether yeah. it's true or not what they're telling you. So, and this is a very common thing. You go out to, you meet with a client, you've done several hours worth of work, and you see them on their iPhone, and they go, <laughs> well, that's great that you say it's worth 300000 but right here, this app says that it's worth three fifty. Yeah. Now, what do you do? do you, here's a local expert putting in several hours worth of uh, homework, and here's an app that is that much smarter? I don't yeah. think so. By the way, that home ended up selling for two ninety. Ouch! So that three fifty yeah. was misleading. But here's another big difference: that app was full of advertisements for mm-hmm. for um, um, lending for for everything, uh, home inspection services. Whereas the realtor in there is not advertising for anybody; it's a service oriented thing versus an advertising oriented thing. Yeah, almost an entertainment app. It does give you a value, but um, um, take that for what it's worth because it's not going to come out and you can't push the button, enter, and out pops all the information that you're going to get locally. And we say this over and over, and it's it's really true. Um, some people thrive, realtor members thrive on an app, whichever one it might be, mm-hmm. just so you can start the conversation and t- you know bring it down to... Um, Sierra Avenue and talk, you know, this specific home right here, pull up another app. You know, some people may encourage, look at these apps that you use. Um, It's a ballpark, but uh, the realtor's value and what they bring and what they see daily is uh, is the big key. And, you know, other markets are different, I'm sure. But our Central Valley is very unique. Talking to folks, even Northern Southern California during our times and in different meetings, it's plain as day. We're very different. We're unique. We're more face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to remember this. If that app is free, if you can go in there get and get information from free for free, I think they're selling you something. <laughs> they're <laughs> going to make money somehow. Those Wall Street millionaires didn't pour a bunch of money into that thing mm-hmm. not to make money. Yeah. So... Look, but be cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't. I, let me speak yeah. in favor of some of those apps now. They can give you the good questions to ask. Right. They may not give you the right answers. So maybe you can prepare yourself for when your realtor is coming to your kitchen table to speak with you. Uh, might give you some good questions to right. ask. But please. <laughs> still value the personal service over a worldwide app. Right. Is there a, um, you might get this, Don, when should we list? You know, we're, we want to, we, we're going to sell you and your colleagues get, when's the right time to list? Seasons are very, very important if you live in Minnesota. <laughs> but <laughs> if you live here in the Central Valley, it's not as important I remember a few years ago when December was the second busiest month of the year. Oh. But there was some interest rate fluctuations. There was a boost in consumer confidence uh, that had occurred. Um, and, and so there were other factors involved. 
right? And I've heard you say before, buy or sell when it's your time to do so. Um, don't wait. Oh, I think the rates are going to drop a little bit, quarter mm-hmm. percent or X percent. How? Well, and, and I still remember a lesson that I learned a long time ago, um, and that is I moved out of a home and moved into an apartment, and I was going to wait for that right time to buy another one. Mm-hmm. Then that April, that March, I went to my tax preparer, and he says, whoa, you've lost your homeowner's, uh, you know, the oh. mortgage interest deduction because you weren't living in the home you were renting. I paid a heavy price on taxes <laughs> because of this strategy. Right. Um, so anyway, I've I've learned my lesson since then. It's better to be a homeowner than a renter for, <laughs> right. you know, for tax no, that's, reasons. That's true. And for pride reasons, too. <clears throat> that's a big one. I think we can see that, and we've talked about that, and, and that holds a lot of value to the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go into you're asking the question of when right. on a listing strategy. So my belief is that you hit the market in one day, and, and totally prepared. So the home is cleaned up, the shoes are shined, the the, the yard's mowed and edged. Mm-hmm. It's as green as you can get it. It's looking good. Uh, cobwebs are gone. Darn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good idea. Yeah. That, <laughs> Just remind me what I have to do later today. <laughs> I'm not selling uh, And it. later, we're, <laughs> let's talk about taking care of a home, too. Yes. Be, because a, a lot of this involves the pride of of home ownership, but, but you want to hit the market. Then you don't want people coming out on day one and seeing the cobwebs and seeing the yard, Mm -hmm. not mowed and edged in weeds. Um, have it, have your best foot forward and consult with the realtor to find out when is the best time. Maybe somebody says, well, you know, here we are in the middle of August. I need to move by January. Well, there's going to be some strategy you and the, the mm-hmm. you and the realtor have to work out. And depending on price, well, I understand. I heard on the because um, I've said this once this summer, um, days on markets anywhere from like twenty eight to thirty four days, depending pricing, of course. But I heard it's thirty days. My house is going to sell pretty quickly, and that's true. But there's different circumstances and the price of the home, how ready you are. If many every, factors, can yeah. Apply if to that. every home were the same, and of course we know they're not, then there would be one answer. Yeah, but they're all different. I mean, you might have the same floor plan, the same builder, but there's different locations, mm-hmm. different conditions, different amenities. That all goes into it. The app's not going to tell you that one. The app isn't going to know because they didn't walk inside the house, <laughs> right? So along with listing strategies, um, they see, again, consumers see everything. So what if they ask you, why well, a friend of mine held mine off the market and it it didn't, that's what I think we want to do is we want to hold it off the market. Can you sell it for us that way? And not telling them directly what to do, but why that may or may not be a good idea. Yeah, it it's probably not a good idea. Uh, because you're selling to a pocket full of listings as opposed to the entire market. And fair market value should be based on 
the whole market having an opportunity to purchase that home. Mm-hmm. If only five people know about the house because you told this neighbor and that neighbor and this friend and that friend, not everybody knows about it. Yeah. I, I had somebody ask me this week. They said, well, Don, you have a lot of buyers. Um, can't you just sell it? And I said, as good as I might think I am, <laughs> I didn't want to say as good I as I it. am. Oh, very yeah. good. I, I watered it down. Yeah. As good as I might think I am, right. there's no way one person can compete with 4,000. Mm-hmm. And I don't have access to every buyer that's out there right. unless I go through the multiple listing service. And obviously that's a local thing that we have at the Fresno Association of Realtor is the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. You know, easily described as the county library with mm-hmm. all the books. This has all the houses. Some, right? Because, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, some may not elect to make it available to 4,000 people. They may go the route of, and we're going to try to keep this right here. Okay. And that's referred to as a pocket listing or a coming soon. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty much the same thing. And, and what that is, is let's don't put it in the multiple listing service for the first two or three weeks. Let's see if um, we can save a little money on the commission by only having one realtor rather than two realtors, or for whatever reason it is. And I'm not going to say those are bad, but they're almost always, they're almost always, because mm -hmm. if only one person knows about it and that one person gets to buy it, how do you know that was the best price or the best offer? You you don't. Yeah. And it's about choices. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not... We're just giving information. Consumers, listeners out there, do what you feel is right for your home. Um, but take into account everything that you just heard from the strategy portion of it. Um, can, can I th- add one thing yeah, too? Yeah. And that is, if the thing's been, if the home has been on the market through the the multiple listing service, so all four thousand agents have access to that, mm-hmm. and uh, buyers have access to it, then. If it sells in two weeks and that was the only offer you had, or even if there were multiple offers, whatever price and offer you you settle on, you know that was the best because yeah. it hit the market. Before our break, I want to ask you a question. Heard this on a TV show. The first offers, I'll put, put it the way they say it, not going to agree or disagree, but need your answer. The first offer is the best offer you're going to get. True or false? False. And the answer is, why would that be? <laughs> I mean, just because it was first. There's no sound logic to it. and it de- But I'll tell you when, yeah. you, when a seller looks at an offer, they should look for three categories. Okay. Price, that, that's a big one. Yeah. But also the terms and then the time. What if it's, um, mm. what if it's a 15-day escrow? But you are um, 35 days away from living in the home for two years. Now, that's significant because once you're there two years, you're going to avoid capital gains tax. So if that 15-day offer comes in, you close before the two years is up, you could be hit with capital gains. Nice so point. time, time <laughs> is important. Yeah, by yeah. the way, a good realtor will point that out. I don't know that the apps will. 
Okay. All right. Another the, check for them. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, the other thing, too, is um, terms. What if it's contingent upon uh, something that you have no control over, like them selling another home? Right, um, right. Uh, what if it's they ask for closing costs, which is a very common thing. Seller says, here, I'll give you, or buyer says, I'll give you full price, but I, I need you to pay $7,500 of my closing costs. Well, that's a term mm-hmm. that you may not like. Yeah. We're going to talk more about this listing business because there's you're bringing up a lot of points, and I've got more questions. But first, our commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. September. We're almost there. We're halfway to September. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's one of my favorite months. Yep, 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 yep. This yep. is also one of my favorite introductory music pieces. Introductory. Leading. Yeah. Bumper music. Bumper music is a technical term for radio. Uh, Gerard Lozano this morning with Don Scordino. Always, always good to get... Uh, don't know how to say this always nice to hear your opinions on on real estate because i know you have plenty i'm being kind you do have plenty but you've got to hold back as a host sometimes you're here to to ask questions of our guests um so this is your day don yeah no i it's don day it's d-day um i don't i love doing this part of it too i mean i love being the host where i can ask questions because actually when i'm asking questions it's not always because i know the answer because like I said right. earlier, yeah. sometimes it's knowing the questions to ask that's important, mm-hmm. not knowing and not as important as knowing the answer to everything. Right. If you find somebody that knows the answer to everything, well, that's your typical know-it-all. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to meet that. Well, I wouldn't actually like to meet them. But so we're let's call it midway through the year plus a little more. How are we going to end up for 2019? I think we're going to look back and say, wow, 19 was better than we thought it was going to be. Um, and I think we're going to see that prices are going to probably be up 3 maybe 4% mm-hmm. from where they were at the beginning of the year. I think the number of units sold will be down 3 or 4%. So um, not as many sold it as in 2018. And um, uh, I think you're going to see interest rates still stay re- really, really good and really attractive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are refinancing right now. By the way, oh. be careful when you refinance. There's two kinds, three kinds. There are uh, first, there's the rate and term refinance. If you owe 200000 you refinance for 200000 you just take the better rate and terms. Yes. Uh, the other one is you cash out. That's where you're using your home. That's a dangerous one. That is dangerous. And not to say it's dangerous for everybody okay. in every situation. There are a few examples of when you should do that. But... Um, you know, it it, it, it it can be really dangerous. The other one is a cash-in refi. Okay, so you got <laughs> You made my head go up real quick. I know. Tell me, please. Okay. I haven't heard that one. So that's because it's seldom used. 
few years ago, I was refinancing my home, and <clears throat> I had come into some money because I sold something, okay. and I wanted to lower my mortgage payment. So I went to this thing, and, and all of a sudden, I get a phone call from the processor, loan processor. She's freaking out. She goes, oh, my God, you got to bring this amount of money into escrow to close. We did it for the wrong loan amount. She thought she'd made a mistake. I said, no, that's what I asked for. I want to bring cash in, and I want to refinance with a lower balance. I want to put my um, – because I want to pay the house off. Right. Equity is a good thing. When you listen to all these advertisements on the radio saying, hey, hey uh, you know, tap into your unused equity, having equity is a good thing. Let me ask you this, and maybe listeners out there are thinking, okay, so I just heard um, this guy say cash in refi. If you come to that, if you come into some money. By the way, you almost fell out of your chair when (laughs) I I said that. back. (laughs) (laughs) Why not just put the cash that you got that next month? I know that's right. Why do that process? Explain that. Okay, you would. You know what uh, I'm why saying? Why not is... just make one large principal Correct. reduction? Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can do that if you don't want to change your rate and terms. But, for example, let's say right now you had a 4.5% loan with 22 mm-hmm. years left on it. And you're you're able to get a three and a quarter on a 15-year loan. So you're going okay. to uh, better your rate. You're going to better your term. That's a good time to make that large principal reduction if you can. And um, so the, the, there's a strategy, a real estate strategy, and that is how do I quickly and efficiently get to zero on a loan balance? Okay. And so we're going to get back. We're going to get back to um, uh, more of the listing side, but now we're you're bringing up another the point refis, here. So, yeah. so. I do that uh, a lot. You notice where I get sidetracked? Yeah, and I let you do it, and then you get me sidetracked, but this is good information. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you're going to do the the refi. Oh, it went out there. Everybody has that opinion to do so at the right time. Yeah. The So if I could say this, um, w- you might even want to consult not just with your loan officer, but also your your realtor as to a strategy. And remember, the strategy is to get to true home ownership, which is where um, you own the the home. There's okay. no more loan balance. I had a mind blip. That was my going to be my question: Is the object of home ownership to have a zero balance? I think that's the end. I mean, everybody result. feels like, hey, that'd be awesome. I own my own home. Yeah. And, and you know, if they only cost 5000 uh, bucks, then, then yeah, you could say that. I don't think most people think that they're going to have a mortgage for a long, long time, which a 15-year mortgage is a long, long sure. time. Yeah. 30 years, twice as long. But so the dream of home ownership is there probably with a mortgage, but once you get there, start dreaming about having it paid off too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's $2,000 a month that you don't have to pay to someone else. 
that's $2,000 a month more that you you can spend on yourself. Keep it, save it, invest it, do something with it that directly benefits you. And the um, the ta- uh, tax breaks you get, that sometimes that may be a concern. So talk to your tax consultant, right? Because yeah. you may want to have that. So you have some write-offs? Sure. Uh, um, or you may want to keep? I don't think you're going to see too many accountants that yeah. are going to say, um, go out and borrow money so you get a bigger tax break. Because okay. remember this, before you get that that um, $200 tax break, you had to spend $1,000. Gotcha. All right. I think we're up our next commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on ESPN 940. Ah, it is a lovely day. One look at you and it's a lovely day, Don. (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. We're going to take you... We're going to keep trucking on here till about 9.56, so we're ready. We're going to get our home prepared for sale. It's um, That's important. It's the, right, right, right now, everybody's getting back into their routine, school, work. We're always in our work routines, but, you know, children back to school. Honey, we've gonna, we're going to sell the house. We're going to be in a new home by December. Let's get working. It's going to be 92 today, so let's get, the, get out there early and get this home prepared for sale. So in preparing the home for sale is very important. I I don't know too many people out there that would try to sell their car before washing it. They're going to (laughs) go wash it, probably even detail it if they want to max it out. If they don't care, they want to sell it as is at at pennies on the dollar, then you don't need to wash your car. Uh, But with a home, you're not going to get top dollar unless it looks in top shape. Mm-hmm. So yards are very important. That's your first impression. That's curb appeal. That that also shows pride. Um, you can almost bet that if you go to show a house and they're not taking care of the yard and it looks bad, there's a good chance the inside's not is going to have a lot of deferred maintenance also. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, People, buyers just aren't willing to pay as much for those homes because they know they've got to put more in it. The other thing is the appraisers, when they come out, you know, they see deferred maintenance. They see things. So it's not good. Um, and, and things that really stand out, uh, the the trim on the front of the house mm-hmm. or all the way around the house. Right. I mean, usually if you hire a professional painter, to just do the the wood trim, the fascia board, you're probably only looking at a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because it's not. I need that number. Be, because most <laughs> of it is stucco. Yeah. And I'm not true. talking about painting the stucco, just the wood trim. Um, now there are some houses that have a lot of wood trim, right, And right. wood fascia. So I'm not. That's going to obviously be more. Yeah. My point is. It's not that expensive, and that is your first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe trimming up, you know, spending a little more time to detail outside. Oh, yeah. You know, bark, you know, when you see the, the bark go down, oh, they're getting ready. 
Mm-hmm. And even if you don't put bark down, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an <laughs> that's a nice thing. Yeah, it smells nice. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. The main thing is neat, trimmed, edged, and and, um, and looking good, looking like there's pride of ownership in the house. Then when they, oh, here's a good one. So so often people they say, oh, we spent all weekend cleaning the house. It's ready to go, and yeah. here there's dust all over the front door. But, you know, because uh. they now the back of the door, the inside <laughs> of the door is fine, right? But once again, look at it from the eyes of the buyer. That's their first impression. Is they're going to see all that dust on the door mm-hmm. or on the security door? Um, so look, look at it that way. And then when you go inside, less is more. So in preparing the home, you might want to move twice. And what I mean by that is good chance the seller is moving because they need a bigger home. So, because they have too much mm-hmm. stuff in there, uh, I, I know some people call it clutter. I prefer to call it stuff. Correct. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> yeah, sounds more eloquent, <laughs> articulate. <laughs> so, anyway, um, it might be good to rent a storage bin and uh, or storage room and move some of the extra pieces out. Mm-hmm. So that when people come in, they can see that the room is big and has room to grow for them. Do you? Speaking of moving, and you're you're describing all these things, and people are thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know which is worse, a house remodel or moving?" <laughs> really, they're both good because they're a positive thing for the most part. I hope for everybody doing different things. But when you put your house on the market, and and even, you know, I have the same thoughts that probably a lot of consumers have. Boy, the house on the market is going to have a lockbox. Anybody's going to come in. Not anybody. Our realtor members are going to come in. They have access to do so. They're held to all these uh, rules and regulations through our MLS. But still, people are coming in that I don't know. Um, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, that's what you want to do. You just have to get pushed through that uncomfortable feeling part. And just put it on the market. It's like going to the dentist for a, a little filling. It's going to be a little bit of discomfort, but in the end, it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. And I I know, too, from personal experience, mm-hmm. that is odd. It yeah. feels odd and strange and uncomfortable to not be home when somebody is going through your home. Yeah. But just know that they're going through with a realtor. <laughs> right. And... Um, uh, and and I see this a lot too. The realtor is trained, so they're going to know what to say, what not to say. Every once in a while, you get a seller that tries to sell their home, and they, it's almost demeaning. And oh, this is the kitchen. It's like yes, we knew that was the kitchen. You do. you don't typically do you excuse the sellers, but sometimes they decline to be excused. Yeah, um, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> Typically, what I do is when I go in and if the seller's there, huh. I'll say, thank you very much. Do you mind if we look around first? And, and they're and following then, you? And, yeah, and then <laughs> if we have any questions, we'll uh. ask you. And um, some of them have been well coached by their realtor that says open the door and you know, uh-huh. go out to the back patio and wait, oh. uh, which is a, a good thing to do. Um, it, it, and here's a typical mistake that a seller makes. Um telling them all about all that they did to the kitchen 
and all the remodeling. Mm-hmm. And then, but they don't know the buyer. The buyer might not be chefs and cooks. Right. In fact, I had one where she, the seller claimed she had $50,000 into that, um, that kitchen. Well, the two buyers were business people. They were rarely home. The microwave was their key <laughs> cooking thing. Yeah. yeah. So they thought, you know what? Let's go find another house because, oh. yeah, obviously she put too much money into something we're not going to use. Yeah. I, I had another one where it took us, um, it seemed like forever. It's probably only five minutes, <laughs> but to just get out of the entryway. You know, because of the the seller, seller was there telling us how the alarm worked and, and oh. how how the alarm was really important because of people down the street. Uh, yeah, not, blowing it. Yeah, blowing <laughs> it. <laughs> so be careful, you sellers. But yeah. do as you wish. It's your home. You may own it for longer than you want to. That's right. But um, how much how much should we do on the inside of the home? And uh, I mean paint um Uh, does it have to be no dings and you know scuff marks no doesn't have to be perfect yeah but it has to be clean it 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 should be clutter free stuff free right yeah i got (laughs) Uh, that one i got just don't look in my personal drawer because that's my stuff yeah (laughs) oh yeah and anything valuable like a baseball trading card or something put it away yeah I mean, you never know. Whoever right. comes through might be a Honus Wagner fan also. <laughs> <laughs> but here's another one. Look for dis- visual distractions. So large, uh, like refrigerators full of pictures and the kids' mm-hmm. uh, report cards and all that. Those are visual distractions. And to live there, you need to have those up there because you need your children to know yeah. you're proud of them. But when you're selling the home to somebody else, that's a time to have a little talk with the kids and say, we're going to be moving. So we want you to put this report card in, you know, in your drawer right. where it can be safe, you, but not a visual distraction. And <clears throat> excuse me. And staging the home versus over decorating, I guess, is a way too, because you want them to envision themselves there. So let, like you said, less is more and. Don't go out and, you know, flowers on the kitchen table. Probably a good idea. I've heard uh, unless it kitchen, becomes but, uh, a visual distraction. Right. So it has to be subtle yeah. and, and it has to have a purpose. I think that's the key thing. Um, let's say you have all white cabinets, all yeah. white countertops. Maybe having some flowers there to break the color will, will be a good idea. Um, but if you have lots of color there anyway mm-hmm. and you add more color... Mm-hmm. What's your purpose? <laughs> gotcha. It looks good, but yeah. Um, and then, of course, preparing, and then you get back to that price before it hits the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and price is something you should have a good discussion with. And remember, a discussion involves listening, also. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so ask the realtor to do their work. Don't be afraid to ask the realtor, well, why did this house get this much and I can only get that much? There might be a good reason for it. Mm -hmm. And here's what the answer usually is. Well, you know, they really didn't get that much. (laughs) 
here's the county records from the solds right. and it shows that they got 240 not the 265 asking price gotcha and we've got something we offer at the fresno association of realtors to consumers and, and realtors may want to take a peek at this as well but fresnohomecaretips.com we've put that together just for some tips and no there's no tricks but tips and information um, for the typical homeowner it yeah, be applied in many situations i believe there's 10 short videos on there mm-hmm. all of them between one minute and two minutes yeah and, and um these are the tips that will help you sell a home but more importantly help you maintain a home too and stay away from costly repairs yeah i mean we're in for home ownership buying and selling happens but homeowners take care of your home and be there for a long time yeah, nothing worse than trying to sell your home and have that little mouse go running through Ooh. right in front of the buyers <laughs> because you kept the uh, pet food right by the door. True. Yeah, careful with that stuff. Well, we covered a lot of ground today. I think we're um, we're about out of time, Don. It went it went perfect. Too fast. Yeah, I'll have to come back next yeah. week. You've been li- you will. You've <laughs> oh, been yeah. listening to Welcome Home Radio with Gerard Lozano and Don Scordino. Everybody have a wonderful weekend.